It's time for the Orlando Lions Den Podcast with your hosts, JJ, Eddie, Cleon, and Alex Brown. was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave them the friggin' game. In my opinion, that sucked. What's that? Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Welcome to another edition of Orlando Lions Den Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jason J.J. Jose, along with Eddie the Commish. What's happening, my man? What's up, everyone? Cleon. How are you doing, everybody? Is this Tuesday, Wednesday? What day is it right now? Today, Today is Tuesday. Tuesday. All right, happy Tuesday. Happy to be back here. And then we have Alex, the new sound man, producer, technical director, everything, swag brown. What's <laughs> happening? Working the switchboard. It's been hey. like an hour since our Twitter or Instagram <laughs> live or whatever we were doing, but yeah, we're getting it going. Back yeah. at it. So any formal complaints, you can now forward them sh- directly to Alex's swag. Yeah. JJ has taken his hands off of it. He says he's trying to weekly. hear it no more. This is an audio medium. No one knows when we're actually doing this. So hey, At least we're not Skyping <laughs> this week. We're back at Casey's and Taco Tuesday, right? Yes, it's Taco Tuesdays at Casey's and Eddie. Yeah, also Field Turf USA. Thanks for... Uh, your um, partnership, um, you should be seeing some of uh, the field turf coming to Orlando City Stadium around the technical area coming soon. All right. Continued so. support from field turf. We really appreciate those guys over there. Yep. All right. Let's talk about uh, this past weekend, uh, Sporting Kansas City. Uh, we've been gone for about, what, two weeks now, guys? I don't know. Let's see. Two weeks? Think two. anything's changed? Let's see. Did we win? No. Oh. We at Shock. least tied Philadelphia. We drew. You know, we did get a tie. We got one point, uh, and then we lost. And then Dom Dwyer can't score on the one-on-one. Did I say that out loud? Uh, (laughs) So, uh, guys, what's going on? Can we, I mean, can we get a victory? Can we get something? I mean, it's just, it's gotten to the point. It's like, I feel like a lot of people have just given up on Orlando City, and I think the players have given up on Orlando City also. What do you guys think? I remember when... uh we thought we had a bad stretch at the end of the last season. Boy, <laughs> they are testing our wow. loyalty, aren't they? What did they say that the optimist says, you know, or the pessimist says things can't get worse, but the optimist says, well, no, they could always get worse. What, what was <laughs> that's, the, the, that's what happened to us. The meme on uh, Instagram or on our Twitter, the, uh, the virtual reality, and then they're like Orlando City form. <laughs> yeah, that is me. That I'm was... crying every time I think about that. Yeah. Well, is it five points in fifty-four? Five out of fifty-four points now. Wow. I mean, colossal 
fall apart, just total, total collapse. I mean, unbelievable. Like, like MLS told said that it was the worst. 14 game stretch and now we're up to like 18 games we're so like it's we're like worse yeah we're like hold my beer yeah we're like I'm orlando city early six weeks ago hold our beer now <laughs> six weeks later and we're worse somehow yeah i don't we, understand hey don't no excuses go support the women because they win defy expectations oh, wow <laughs> yo they really tanked right after that they right after that they started either. with that man yeah that was like that was that was juju <laughs> that was, i already told y'all about juju that was juju I'm never doubting juju again that Me was 100 percent juju. juju they started they started the whole uh no excuses campaign and I'll, did they win after that? Uh, I don't know. It just fell apart. No. They, Bad uh, juju, man. I told you all a million times about juju. It's that juju that uh, Cleon is talking about. Jay didn't even know what it was back then. Now he knows. I, I, now I know. All I knew was Orlando City wasn't going to make the playoffs uh, this year. And uh, <laughs> Don't start. JJ said we were going to finish seventh. Yeah, yeah that's, okay. that's true. Okay, wait. wait what, do we plug Casey's and Field Turf? More than JJ plugs the fact that he was right about Orlando City's playoff chances. I just, I just I, like I don't the think face we do. that Cleon <laughs> gave me uh, when uh, he heard that I said that Orlando City wasn't going to make the playoffs. You know what's bad is that is that finishing seventh went from becoming a nightmare to now it's a dream. <laughs> <laughs> seventh heaven. <laughs> now I would absolutely kill for seventh place and a run into the. I'd be like, the, you know what, seventh place, <laughs> we're one spot from the playoffs. Things are looking up. You know, just uh, we would have got a Connor sooner. We would have been the fourth seed. Oh, man. All <laughs> right. So let's talk about uh, Leto, Budalik, and uh, the front office. You didn't even ask me for for my analysis. I on, don't know what you, on why we lost, man. Uh, uh, why did we lose? I don't know. I put a lot of thought into it. Mm-hmm. And um, we just suck. But if we're going to if we're going <laughs> to win a game, I, I put I put down all the numbers. I, I put a lot of thought into it. Please tell me. And um, my detailed analysis came out to no, we're not going to win a game. <laughs> Yeah. Wow, that was Thank just, uh, that. I thought I was going to hear That's about a no. five-minute uh, speech here about why Orlando City is lost. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah we're not very good. <laughs> I think we're Thank not. You. That's what the numbers said. That's what we brought. <laughs> so we're not very good. Cleon <laughs> takes an international spot on our podcast. <laughs> the Bermuda spot. <laughs> I'm like I'm like Ambro. I have I have that dual I have that dual citizenship. Right, that's right. I, I don't so tell him where you were born. It's not a good time to tell him what city. I'm actually, not. Yeah, not Al- that spot. Alex is a homegrown player, which we'll we'll touch on later. <laughs> All right, let's talk about uh, Leitao Budalik in the front office. Uh, a lot of pressure on Leitao. A lot of pressure now on uh, Budalik, Budalic or whatever. Well, how do you guys pronounce his name? Is Bro, it Budalik? Budalic. Uh, it's Budalitz. Budalitz, right? Budalitz. Budalitz. Budalitz or the, Budalitz? All right. Booty itch. Booty itch. <laughs> uh, his booty is itching because he needs to win where uh, his booty's going to be out of Orlando. That seat's hot right now. It should be. Here's it, my theory. The, the seat, I don't think the seat is very hot. I you think know. I think his seat was hot when Christ was bad, so he fired Christ. But now I think the hot seat has got to be on, on Flavio because he's yeah. the one – if, Flavio can't have a hot seat. If, he's can't have, no, he's no, no. Owner. He's on the hot seat because he's got to make decisions. Ooh. He's got to make this thing go. I mean, th- not not a necessary hot seat to get fired, but That's hot seat hot to get seat results. So. It's like saying, Mark Cuban, we're going to fire you from I the think, Dallas Mavericks. I don't think Leitao or Budelich are on a hot seat anymore because I think they're done. I think they're fired unless we, we have, what, eight, seven games left? Yeah. We have like to that. get 21 points. Yeah. That's the only way they're not fired. Seven straight victories. Wait, what are you talking about? It, 20 points for what? 
That's yeah. a, that's what I'm saying. You yeah. have to get seven he's, straight. He's, he's, points he's talking about our to our season total. Yeah, the season total. Oh, season I thought you were talking about playoffs. No, no, no. Playoffs are gone, but they playoffs. need some sort of yeah. uh, <laughs> I just want to win a game. They need what? some sort of of winning streak or positive. If they continue the negative stre- spe- spell, I mean, I, there's no way Leitao even makes it through the first round of the playoffs that we're not in. Right, right now, to me, the way I vision Leitao, it's like he's you know. They have the the minions outside of the castle, right, or the whatever the serfs, and Leita and uh, Flavio's at the top right, and then he, he doesn't get touched. It doesn't come to here, but if we keep losing, the the serfs are going to break into the to the castle. We're going to start looking for the top, and they can't do anything about him. He's got the you know just like you just quell the rebellion, but he loses fan support. He loses the backing of the masses, right, and a uh-huh. quick way. To get some of that back is to say, I've invested in the team. My investments haven't been spent wisely. And then just get a scalp. Give the fans what they want. Give them the mob what they want. What we want is Leitao and Budalik. Like, sometimes you just got to so, be like, so, you just throw, yeah. throw it to the mob. We, like, we've given why the, not? They hold on, me. hold on, hold on. We've given the fans a yeah, lot. Red meat. Yeah, haven't we? We've uh, given it during their Carnero time already. Yeah. Carnero quit. I mean, everybody who didn't want him. We we did it with Adrian Heath. We've done it with Christ. We the fans needed to me is they need to stop. We need to stop listening, or the front office needs to stop listening to the yeah. fans. You just said you need to give what the fans want. No, well, I'm talking about in this instance, that's how you curry favor. Now, this is the problem with Carnero. He followed it up by doing something the fans wanted, which is leaving Heath and Rollins in charge. He should. The Carnero part was his decision to bring him on, and then he capitulated, right? So that that's he followed up doing what the fans want, but doing more with the fans want. That's that's the problem. I don't mind him making a decision and changing the course, right? But you, you don't need. You're not just giving red meat to the fans. It's an acknowledgement of the obvious. Leita seems to be over his head. Budalik has had a lot of misfires. It, it's a, it. Why are you? Are you? Is Flavio going to stake? The love or the whatever support he's gonna he's gonna die in that mole on that hill the the Leitao and Nikki Budalik hill is he gonna like plant his flag and be like no nah, this is you know I'm gonna draw a line here over those two guys is that worth it to me the bottom line is I think uh, Flavio needs to go out get somebody good yes just like Atlanta I hate to say it like Atlanta uh-huh. got Tata a great coach he's got a great Bocanegra uh, Bocanegra. Uh, he's got Darren a great. Eels, now look Spurs, at look at um, look at New York FC doing the same thing. You know yeah. they got uh, Vila or Vieira left. Yeah, and guess what? They go and get the second man in charge to Pep with Pep Guardiola at Man City mm-hmm. to come coach. Miami Inter, the new team that's coming in. I see it happening there too. Yeah, you know the LA FC Bob Bradley. Mm-hmm. They have a great coaching staff, great scouting. Mm-hmm. I mean. Santos. Uh, the problem here is, I think we're we're, we're getting coaches three instead of not even two You know, we're getting we got to get great scouting. They all left already. Uh, we did have good scouts uh, at the beginning, the first year, two years. They all left, and now we have no scouting. We have no academy. We have no nothing. We need to get this all revamped up, blow it all up. Get people in new that know about soccer. I don't care if it's MLS, European, South American. Listen, it was a big deal about 
Carnero not knowing about MLS. Well, guess what? It doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter. NYFC, they, those guys don't know. They didn't know anything about MLS, and they look got, at them. Atlanta didn't know anything. They just had Paul McDonough there just telling them, hey, you need to do it this way, that way. But they made all the decisions, the other guys. You know, that's the bottom line is we need to come in here, or Flavio needs to blow up this, bring in guys that know about soccer, which we three years ago could have had, and who knows where we would have been right now. Um, and he had a great team aligned with him, Carnero did, with people from Benfica, people from uh, Portugal, and who knows where we would have well, been now. We need, a, we need Flavio needs to get the cojones to go back to that, and we need to have people who know soccer, know how to scout. We need to identify talent and build from there. That's what it is. Who cares if they know about MLS? Just Google, bring hire Paul McDonough's cousin or whatever. There's always someone out there who knows how to run the machinations of MLS. It's not that complicated, guys. It's not rocket science here. It's all, it's all it's about just fi- find talent. Start there. Find yeah, talent. Yeah, scouting. And we're not – I mean, JJ, I can't help but notice the uh, cities that you're talking about are L.A., New York, and Miami. Yeah. I mean, you know. What, Atlanta? And Atlanta. You know, I mean, Atlanta's on the – if you take soccer out of it, you know, on the social spectrum, Atlanta is maybe the fourth out of those four. But Orlando is a huge drop below those. I mean, at least now, maybe not in 10, in 10 years when infrastructure is built and we have all the players out or all the uh, the people here. And, and, you know, maybe it's a, a better destination. But overall, with with competing with those cities, you're not going to do it unless you have either a rich, rich, a richer owner than those teams, mm-hmm. which we can scratch that off the list because – as we know, Flavio would be an idiot to sell. So you can't even get really mad at Flavio because if you're a business person, he would be stupid to sell right now. I mean, yeah. his investment is probably going to come close to doubling before the next World Cup or two World Cups when it's in the United States. But that's for a different podcast yeah. anyways. But, you know, overall, it's it's on Flavio to make a decision. Um and I think it's all about not only scouting new players, but getting homegrowns to get people yeah. that are... 13, 14-year-old kids, you know, do it the way FC Dallas did it. They don't get anybody to show up there to their games. They don't even have an account. They don't have a B team. They're not in Dallas. They don't have a B team. They're in uh, nor- Frisco, Frisco, north of Plano, and they they develop talent well. They mm-hmm. they whatever they do there, they they make great great talent, you know, and and they they know how to to start it from the ground up, and that's how it's going to be success. If Orlando wants to become a, a powerhouse, we have to be the team like like the St. Louis Cardinals in baseball, that their farm system just continuously wins every mm-hmm. single year because they have the best scouting and the best network of talent. Yeah, you have to do long-term. My Houston Astros got their GM from the St. Louis Cardinals, right? And all their players are good top draft picks who became superstars. You, you In order, you, they had to go small ball, right, to, at the beginning, and then they got an owner with money, and then now they're, they're champions. We have to – we're not going to compete financially right now, so we have to find talent, develop talent, keep talent, sign talent to, to good deals, and then trade and sell and transfer talent so that we could keep building. This is we got to think a little bit long term. So why didn't we think about that three years ago? Were you guys in three well, Flav- years ago? Yeah, were Flavio you guys? Was, uh, no, Flavio no, 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 out. no. Flavio didn't was out. It's called the fans started gambling and started going out there and protesting about Carnero. I've already said it, and I've talked to Carnero, as you guys know. 
That's what his main thing was. Yeah. You know, was to build talent, was to build the uh, the academy. Well, Flavio had the vision to pick him in the first place. He needs to pick someone like him again and convince him. It's going to be harder to bring somebody oh, like now that it's, back. Now it's, it's going to be hard because what happened already. Yeah, of And course. the problem, the a lot of thing is, is, first off, is hold up. The fans seem like they control this team. Okay? The fans are the ones that control. What... Tata, say you have Tata available. You have the top GM or the top whoever scout. Will they come to Orlando after the debacle that's happened when you had the the guy that's basically done great in Europe? Look what he's, he, I mean, he's gotten from John Cancelo, Bernardo Silva, you know, uh, Gonzalo Guedes, a lot of great players. Yeah. Now you have that guy to build your academy here, run Orlando City. Yeah. And the fans throw them out. Yeah. What? Well, you, what guy's going to want to come here to Orlando and say, "Hey, you guys had one of the top guys. You guys had one of the top guys to uh, to go." And I'm not going there because your fans are going to be hating on me. Well, he's got to convince them that hey, there's something has. He saw something in the first place to to come here, and then things are different, and then give that person a good amount of money and a good amount of autonomy. And, you know, we probably have to overcompensate like we did with, with Christ and give him a long-term contract, something like that, a vote of confidence of some sort. That's the only way. We, we have to we have to make a course correction, admit mistakes, and turn around. Now, the fans do have some, some say in this, but the fans are not wrong about Flavio, wanting Flavio, I mean, wanting Leitao and Budelik out. Because we change coaches. The constant has been the front office, and we're still losing. The players that we have aren't good. We change coaches, so the next thing you do is is to approve the front office. They they haven't done anything worth staying here for. Clayton, what do you think? Budalic and uh, Leitao, any any possible chance we see them in 2019? I want to say no, but I don't know. I think the relationship between Alex and Flavio, I guess their friends been going on. I mean, at, at a certain point, I guess, at the end of the day, Flavio's a businessman, and it's probably going to come down to that. Um, the nail in the coffin might have actually been with the pride collapsing the way they did, honestly. Because yeah, that was, I mean, that was a, there's no way that team was not even supposed to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were expected to win the championship, yeah. let alone not even make the playoffs. What, finish seventh or something? That might have been the actual final nail in the coffin right there, um, if there is one. But um, I, a couple other things. I don't know if it's so much it's our city. It's It's just... We don't have those teams' pocketbooks. It's point point blank. It's in the that's that's pretty much where it begins and where it ends. Um, those teams you're talking about. I mean, we need to buy L.A. Maybe even Miami, New York. That's fine, but Atlanta's up there. So, I mean, international people. That's I mean, Atlanta's not a. I wouldn't say people's like oh America and think Atlanta. No, yeah, you I know mean, what I mean. You look at so, uh, Griezmann, right? I mean, like. Antoine Griezmann, that's a perfect example yeah, like of, of, why, of why Orlando is like, and of why every other team that's not L.A. or Miami or New York City is is hindered, and that's in every sport. You know, yeah. when you're in, in, in American football or basketball, you're you're attracting talent from within the United States. You know, when you're attracting talent from like Europe and like and and major talent from across the world, those people want to come to those big cities it's you know. just about standard of living and they want to see the too. hollywood sign they want to see the, the 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 skyscrapers of new york city you know they want to see south beach of miami because that's what they see in the pictures you yeah know? you saw the house alex hunter gets on fifa when you're doing that <laughs> yeah but no i mean miles, even man. la but even beyond that um 
I just I, I think it it mostly after those three cities probably it boils down to it's just money. Um, like I said, after once you take those three cities out of the equation, you're talking about New York, L.A., um, and I guess Miami. Mm-hmm. Internationally, I mean, we're probably Orlando's probably more known than anywhere else in America. Probably, to be honest with you, I mean, that's I mean, yeah, that's where people go. All right, yeah, it's because of tourism. Well, I mean, that's what people know but, of but America. Do, do people know Tata Martinez or James, Jason Christ or James O'Connor? There are plenty exactly, of worse but options. it takes that pocketbook to get him to come right, in the yeah, first place. That's true. So why is Dallas in fourth in the Shield? Uh, you have Sporting Academy. Kansas. It's Academy Sporting Kansas City. Real Salt Lake. Yeah, none of these are big spenders. These aren't no. big guys that no. are spending, and they're still up there in the playoffs, and they're top teams. Okay, so this Because, first Miami, of all, the West is trash, well, so we should add that in there. Well, this Miami, this New York, I don't, I don't believe it. If you build, if you have a good coach and knows how to coach and knows the academy, like you said, has great players in the academy that come up and are great players, I don't care about Atlanta's. The team's going to be good, okay? But now, yes, I understand the Antonio Grismans, the Imbramoviches that want to go to L.A. and the Vilas and whoever. Okay, yes, the limelight of it, okay? But then you got the small teams, like I said, Real Salt Lake and the Dallases. They don't, nobody wants to go play there. Sporting Kansas City. What's in Kansas City? They're going to go eat some steaks or something, you know? Barbecue. See, Barbecue. But, but, but go ahead. But the thing with that is what you're talking about. When if if I understand completely what you're talking about with that, with the academies versus you know the big big city lights, big city lights. That's older players that have already been around. You're talking about the younger kids, and while while the reason we're bad is not because of our academy, it's because I mean you got to think. You're talking about Real Salt Lake. You're talking about these all 1.0 teams. These academies have been there forever. Mm-hmm. We just got here. So all of our kids, they're still in the academy. Mm-hmm. You have to give we, – we've only been there since 2015. You have to give us time for those kids to even come through the academy. You know what I mean? So you can't really compare these teams like FC Dallas. and I mean, these teams have been around since 1996. 96 to 98. So, so, so what do we say? Um, what do Dallas? We say? How long has Dallas, Dallas been has been around since the beginning. They've they been around da- since the beginning. They're the they're Dallas burn. burn. They were the Dallas burn. These are all 1.0 teams. All right, they've so been there forever. I mean, you, you guys so are talking – Chicago's compare. a big city. They got Schweitzinger, right? Mm-hmm. They're tied with us, you know. In Chicago, that, that, that yeah. stuff Toronto. Does, that does matter for like the you older know? guys. Griezmann will be an older yeah. guy when he comes here. It does matter, but yeah, I think the teams like LA and Atlanta are getting people on good value because they want to be. They want to be in the city. They like the coach. They like the team. They like the environment. They like the stadiums. Mm-hmm. Those things matter. That's how you get Garza for so cheap. That's how you get Frito. Um, you fit him. That's how you get so many TAM players somehow under that budget. And get players like Dio and LAFC and Phil Harbour and these people like that. Yeah. All these guys cost a lot of money too, though. Here's yeah, I know, the thing: but how do they fit them? They fit them in the. They they fit. We feel like we we talked about it. You talked about it before. It's like we pay FIFA. And we we find some some kind of name out there and we pay top dollar for it. When yeah. you have other stuff going for it, you don't have to pay top dollar to bring people over. You're like, you want me to go to Orlando? You better pay me. DC United. I mean, obviously they've been around forever, but they were. They've been god awful for the last three years, and at the beginning of this year, they were terrible again. And they said over and over again, they're building their team. And they added first, they added Ariola last year, and then they added Acosta, and then they added you know they've they've added substantial talent. And then to tie it all together, they brought in their superstar. They brought in Wayne Rooney, 
and he ties everything together and, and does it perfectly. Orlando City did exactly the opposite. We got our superstar in Kaká when we first got in, and then we built a terrible team around him. Instead of building a solid team and then letting Kaká come in and, and, and bring it all together and take us to that next level, we brought in Kaká and then built a miserable team around him and expected him to elevate the team. I mean, now that we're looking back on it last year, any person, and I, and I was like in the downest days saying, well, maybe we should try sitting Kaká because whatever. Any person that said Kaká was a problem, we should just feel even worse for him after seeing this year. Well, this is our worst Orlando City team. Because how bad how bad was it for him, Kaka. for Kaká? I mean, imagine what it feels like to be a world-class player. Look at DC United. Look at Wayne Rooney. He comes in here and just same age as Kaká when Kaká comes in here, just dominates. Just has a good team. Has Acosta around him. Has Areola. Has, has great guys around him. Yeah. Kaká had nobody. Who was Kaká's best player that he played I with? I disagree. Eric, Eric Avila. Ka- Kyle Lahren. That <laughs> was Kaká's best player. I disagree. I think we did have good players. I just don't think the coach knew how to play them. Um, uh, name them. A handful? Like, uh, we had no good em. players. Yeah. Look at them. They're all playing outside in Europe, some of them. You know? Oh, Rojas. Yeah. You know? Play them. Rojas and Laren. Laren. I mean, Laren was here during Kakab, but then he left, you know, about, what, two years ago? A year and a half ago? Yeah. Um, Ramos now with 20. FC 20. Never got hurt since he left uh, <laughs> Orlando. You Ramos know? just can't be in this in this far this close to the equator. He's just bad news for <laughs> humidity and heat. Yeah, yeah. He just, um, it's like fritzy hair. It's like it just goes just out can't, of whack. I just, just can't do I it just personally think it was coaching. I just think that uh, I we, just feel like we, we don't know our coach does coaches that we've had don't know how to put on a, we a team. had literally we no other midfield creator for Kaká. Yeah, literally we, no other. Well, we had Molino and he got hurt. Molino and then we traded him. Yeah, then he didn't want to be. Yeah, we didn't want to pay him, of course. So we 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 still trotted out Kaká with Luis Neal and Eric Avila in the midfield three. You know exactly. I mean, come on, that's bad. You can't. We ran we ran a four two three one. You cannot. The, roll the three that. part was Kaká, Luis Neal, and. Do you Eric remember Avila. who wore our number nine for the first game of the in Orlando City history? Um, oh, Pato Martin, Martin Patterson. Martin Patterson. Yeah. Look at that. That's How many terrible. minutes did he play? Him in uh, seven I minutes. Just rem- I just remember him skying a sitter against New York City before he got drunk and got yeah, kicked off the team. Yeah, before he got kicked off the team with Ledger. It was just terrible. Seen, it was yeah. a bad we, We've been in a hole ever since we came in MLS, and this year we just dug a deeper hole. Yeah. Right now, uh, seven mil to chill would be get us closer to the playoffs. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> uh, well, we'll see. Okay. Hey, uh, the coach. James O'Connor, mm-hmm. what does he need to do? You know, already we know we're not going to make the playoffs, and uh, and we know that he's basically, you know, needs to start looking at players. It looks like R.J. Allen's on the way out. <laughs> uh, I mean, by his Twitter um, that he posted, what was it yesterday or the day before? Looking for movers, m- looking for movers to go back to New York, New Jersey area. What does he need to do? Uh, to make sure that he has fit players and that players that are, you know, doing a good job. Does he play the youngsters like the Pierre de Silva's and I guess the, I, I want to say Jose Villarreal, but uh, I don't know. No. No, but I mean, does he play the, uh, those young, I mean, we only got PDS basically. Uh, I'm trying to think of anybody else sure. that unless he goes and goes to Sima over to Montverde and go get some players. I mean, what does he do, and, and what 
is the future looking like for our players here at Orlando City? For me, he has to he has to it's not just the young players that don't play. Even some of the those medium age talents we have, he needs to find out he needs to find out what players can play and which can't. Um, even guys, even even with the whole thing with uh, our, our midfield players, our best players are all right now in the midfield. The only problem is they're not really attacking midfield players. They're all pretty much holding mids and, and or center mids or whatnot. Um, he needs to find out what's going to go on with those guys. Like even, even you're talking about Yoshi, Higita, Rosell. Right, those three, and now Rosell's pick. He's picking it up, and he's he's playing well now too. So, those three, um, you know, discounting the first half of, of the year, um, on the back half, those three have played pretty well. Mm-hmm. Rosell, because so you could say that those guys are, they seem like keepers on paper. They're all pretty young. They're they're, what Rosell's twenty six. Mm-hmm. Yoshi, he's the oldest. I think he's like twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty eight. Um, Higita's still only 24. Um, so, but, um, depending on what he's going to play, you need to find out who you want to keep. And, and I mean, maybe you keep them all depending on, depending on what you want to run. But if you are going to, going to run with, you know, a, a true attacking mid, get a center, get a true attacking midfielder and maybe only two of those guys stay, then you need to figure out what are you going to do? Are you going to? Move Higita? Are you going to move Rosell? Mm-hmm. Is Yoshi? I, I keep hearing mixed stories with Yoshi. I don't know if his contract is up or not. Yeah, um, it's one if of it those is option years, right? Yeah, it must yeah. be because it's it seems too quiet to not for him to truly be a free agent. Like, I mean, what if he's going to be a free agent? There's been no movement yeah, whatsoever. There's some thoughts no talking, December, no nothing. December of this year, not even discussion. Not even a discussion on if you're going to keep him. Yeah. So that's why I'm thinking it must be an option because a team option because there's. Mm-hmm. I don't understand because if if Yoshi's contract really was up this at the end of this year, and if he's not going to resign, you should have moved him at the summer. Especially with the with the World Cup come all that type of stuff, it doesn't make sense you, that you would just hold him and lose him for nothing. Mm-hmm. He's been our best player this year, um, but going back to to O'Connor, he needs to figure out who can play, who can't. We got a, we have a DP. We have no idea if he can play or not. We got Coleman. No idea if the kid can play. None. I mean, he flo- he shows some little flashes here and there. He's quick. He, you know, he's a little – he does a couple flashy moves. We have no idea if this kid can finish. As, as far as right now, the answer would have to be no. But he's never really had extended time to even see if he can put things together, if he's worth keeping around at a, at a DP rate. Um, uh, even question um, – should he be at center mid? No. You know what I mean? Oh, well, I mean, do I you want him at the 10? I don't know where he You think be. who? You'd I don't say, know where he should be at all. Well, that, they, that's, these are things they need to figure out. Because I these think O'Connor, need to figure out. O'Connor wants a high speed. You know, he, he wants to be able to counterattack. He wants to be able to, to get balls going and, and press Well, high. that's why I think he would be fine if you put him at center mid. Because then like it's not. or something? Yeah, whether it's a uh, uh, Yeah, eight, like an eight. Um, that's why I think it'd be fine there. But, you know, as your forward attacker, that seems a little off to me. Even even guys like um, El Munir, I have no idea what's going on with him. If we're going to run um, a true 10, 
And this is what I want. If we're going to have a true 10, I want a guy that if he's five yards off the top of the box and nobody's within five yards of him, he's going to at least try to curl it into the top right post, you know, and not look for the pass first. If you're going to only run one striker and have a 10, you can't, you ha- we have to get more goal scoring options. We have to have more guys score goals that aren't defenders or aren't defensive midfielders like Higita or Sutter or Sane or Rocha, oh, Johnson, all these other guys that are getting goals. We need a winger. We need, we need guys that can, you know, obviously Miriam was supposed to be the guy to give us double digit goals this year. And we got that. We thought we had a winger, not good, but we need a guy that can come in and score immediately and, and is a threat because right now, if I'm playing defense, I'm like, here's all the space you want running towards the box. You can take every every foot, every yard that you want because you're not going to shoot, and if you do, it ain't going to be on target. So I don't care. It's hard to it's hard to win games when when literally the defense doesn't even respect you to shoot outside the box. It's really hard. Yeah, there's there's nobody on this team that that gets the ball and they go forward. You know what I mean? Cholesterol was driving me crazy last game. Mm-hmm. Last game, I mean, he there was times where you know they they'll get it out to him. And he's already he's already got his back turned and just immediately already had his mind without even knowing if someone's behind him. I'm playing this back all the way back to the center backs, you know what I mean? Or to the or to the Yuri at at the at the six. Um, you need attack minded players. And whether he wants his if he wants a high tempo, I mean, shoot, just go ahead, try try putting him down there, try putting him at a six. Mind you, if if you can't get rid of Kleshin, like what are we going to do with him? That's the thing about Kleshin is like if he's going to move into the center midfield position. He's pretty far down on the depth chart, if you ask me, at this point. I mean, you got Yoshi. Well, it depends on what you play. I mean, if he's going to play in that eight role or that six role and away from the ten, you got Yoshi, Yuri, and Higitu. I would rather play over Kleshin right now in either one of those roles. So, for me, where does he go? Yeah, and with Sasha, he's he's good in specific instances or in a specific style, I think, which is why I think – the Red Bulls let him go. They wanted to press high, and before um, they needed somebody higher up to do that, and he just doesn't have the pace. Before he could get away with that because he had Dax McCarty, he had was that Felipe and other people, yep. and he had a ton of space on the wings. You give Kleshin space and runners, he will find the pass. But we don't have runners and we don't make space. Yeah, and then so what? What's the point of Sasha Kleshin? He doesn't provide anything right now especially for that money, that fits into our tactics. So he is a tactically limited player at this point, and we don't run that system. He's not a system fit. And in a league so, where speed But kills, what is our system? If in a league where speed kills. That's what the question is. How can he be on the pitch? In a league where literally speed wins. If he's, pull, the if he's pulling the teams, strings, speed. if he's pulling the strings, like he would be in that, like, that almost the end of the, the, the final third in – in the Red Bulls, and even last year when he was with them, and he, he still had a ton of assists. He was like a second striker at times. They ran some weird three, four, two, one, one weird kind of thing with Clutching fairly high. So he's played that, but he needs people running and doing all kinds of stuff behind him. That's why Tyler Adams was so crucial and Dax McCarthy. And then he had they had width. We don't have width. We don't have wingers. It's almost like soccer is like an an eleven man sport. Yeah, exactly. It's so it's like so, you need more than one or two good players. So until we get <laughs> until we get until we get like wingers who can threaten and stretch out, um, stretch get get to add some width, then then Sasha is not going to have people who are running 
um, to to pass through balls to to make you know line breaking passes to because everyone's just but we have 500 defensive midfielders on the pitch at the same time and Dom being isolated that's why Dom gets double teamed and bracketed Dom's uh, Dom's got 12 goals Dom did miss one on one chances he did Dom misses hard makes hard shots and misses easy ones at times. But if you look at his shots taken and his percentage of, of shots equaling goals, he, he's doing well. He's, he's not the problem. It's just the, one man can't do it all. Look at our record when he scores and when, he, when we don't. It's insane. Let it's, me ask you guys a it's question. It's impossible. Like, think about Atlanta. Like, yeah. like what was it like uh, last year on the road at Atlanta? Didn't they have, like, a heartbreaking uh, goal to tie it up? We were going to win. And yeah, then they yeah. tied it up because yeah. some, like, Specter just got beat. It was or like Aha, the, I think, stepped yeah, up. Yeah, Aha or, or something. Aha stepped up. That's what it was. Yeah. Aha had to step up. That's exactly what I'm saying. Because he respected that Miguel Amiron or Viaba had two runners, he had to was, pick one. Was going to shoot the ball from right at the top of the box. Was uh-huh. going to curl it in. Yeah. So Aha steps up. What does that leave? Uh, Joseph, uh, right, yeah. right there, ready to yeah. run in right behind Aha, stepping up. If if we're not forcing guys to step up, you Dom Dwyer has the hardest job in the MLS right now because yeah. you're. You have the two center backs who know that they don't have to step up for for anybody because nobody's going to shoot. Yeah. So they just have to they just have to mark Dom one on one. If nobody's going to make a center back step up, yeah. that makes Dom as a sole striker his job nearly impossible for him to make his numbers that he's had this year is is really impressive if yeah. you ask me because if, nobody's it's it's been nearly impossible for him. Yeah, Dom Dwyer's if you were to find an analogy in American football, what Dom Dwyer is. Is the defense plays just double teams, right? They put a they put like a zone on him, a defender underneath and on top, right? And he's the only guy who's threatening, who's running routes. Like imagine there's one wide receiver who's running routes, and you call pass plays over and over because you're losing all the time. So the team knows you're passing, but you have no speed. You have tight ends and running backs. That's like us with our defensive midfield galore. So and still, Dom still managed to get touchdowns and first downs out of that. That's yeah. the analogy. He's being double teamed the whole time and bracketed, and it's just not. But Sasha, there was times where he made those cutting passes when he got higher up and he could combine, even with Merriman at times. But now I don't know what our tactics are. What we're doing now, I think O'Connor's just trying to find something, trying to find intelligent players, players that hustle, and because this is not what he ran in Louisville. This is not what he's. That's why I didn't mind Coleman because Coleman, like when he was getting minutes early in the season, when he would be on a run and 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 have space he would take a rip at the ball because you have to set that up you have to make the defenders think that you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna shoot the ball yeah you know like Higita had a fantastic pass a no look pass to Dom Dwyer in the last game because he didn't necessarily make him think that he was gonna shoot but he made him think that he was gonna go outside to the right you know and then he cuts it back to Dom and he totally gets the center backs but if you're just gonna if you're gonna just you know, radio in that you're going to pass it to Dom the entire time, like most of our team does. They just wait for Dom to make a. They do this little stutter step where they just run with the ball, you know, so, and then they they wait for Dom to make a move. It's it's obvious. I mean, we're thirty, we're twenty five games in. You don't think they have film on that? Come on, come on, guys. Let me ask you guys a question. Do you guys think we should implode this team and open the checkbooks? And uh, Flavio just opened the checkbook. What do you guys think, Sasha? Sasha, is he going to be starting next year? I hope not. If he's on the team, he'll be starting. You can't just like the MLS like doesn't the MLS isn't like any other league. Like it's not that easy. Even if Flavio had the money, it would still be difficult to revamp there's, the entire roster. Still on the books. Like Sasha is probably with us till next till the end of next yeah, year. Look, you know, look, I don't have can, I don't have necessarily a problem with Sasha. I just think he's tactically limited. And if we're not going to play a tactical style that features his his 
his uh, strengths, then he's just not that useful. So what are we going to? So basically, we're we're stuck with the same crap for next year. Well, the the one of the few things you can do is you you are you are able to just cut somebody off the books every year, but it's only one player. Like we did it. I think we, so far we've only done it to I no believe Mateos. No um, I don't think I don't think Rochas was one. No uh, Torino. No Torino. No, that was yeah. that was the second one. And Barnes, we right? did it with oh. Mateos. No, time. Barnes got traded. Oh. Uh, we did it with Mateos, and then we did it with uh, No Torino. So, in theory, we could. But I mean, but honestly, I don't even think that would be. I don't even know if that would be beneficial no, for us. Barnes didn't um, get traded away from us. He got traded to us. No, we traded him away. Do we no, him? no, 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 you're right. I'm sorry. He went, just went to a club Leon, yes, Leon in Mexico. Yes, 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 yes. We, uh, yeah, no, he just ran out of contract. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He we, was it, it was like a basketball thing. It was like expiring contract. Yeah, we, that's why we traded. No, he was, yeah, he was out of contract. But um, even that, like, Sasha, I don't necessarily have an issue with him tactically. Um, for me, it's just a matter of are we able to, if if his number is on the books, are we able to actually add things in? You understand what I'm saying? So I, are I we a, able to add because we, we need more attack? Yeah. Um, we need to tighten up defensively, and that's that's all tactics. Like we, for me, I think we have we have the defenders there. Um, we just need at least a center back and right back. Yeah, we definitely have a center back. Um, the right backs. I believe you. I believe tactically, you can you can do something. Yeah, so, Sutter, I mean? Sutter with one on one is you know sitting back is a good defender. It's not. Yeah. That's not Wait, a and who would you ruthless. think our most overpaid player is up to this point in the season? Who would you say? Sane, because he doesn't even play. Sane, yeah, because yep. he doesn't even play. So he's to me, he's got to be the guy. You think so? Well, I, I you know what I think. I don't think that's going to happen because I think they want to they want to get some return on the investment. We got him on a free transfer. But they're paying eight hundred thousand dollars. We paid a lot of guys eight hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we have for that's true. Fair yeah, enough. I mean, we are paying yeah. we are paying those. He you basically guys, just slid into Nosarino's. We, we talk about salary. Yoshi, and it's like you know, Yoshi is um, is he out of contract? Is he not technically mm-hmm. like almost a DP? I mean, whether he's listed or not, I don't care. Sasha and him are the same guy. If if Yoshi goes, then we can buy Sasha down. If Sasha goes, we can buy Yoshi down and get another DP. Either way, if you flip one of those guys out. But the only way we're getting, in my opinion, the only way we're getting one of the, rid of one of those two guys is if we're getting a better guy than Yoshi to be in the attack. That's it. I mean, I don't, I don't see either one of them, them leaving. Sasha will be done after next year. Yeah. His contract's over. But Yoshi, we just brought in Asquez. So, you know, that's obviously a ploy to try and get him to, to stay, I, w- I would assume. I hope so. Which uh, is on loan, Correct. For the yeah, option we'll, to we'll, buy. Uh, most no, MLS are with the option to buy. Yeah. They didn't say that in I the. Know, I don't even know if there's an option to buy. It's like an option to extend a loan. Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of times though they'll um, they'll include that automatically in the in the in the contract for MLS. But another quirky MLS thing, you know. Yeah. yeah. But I think I, so. With Sasha flex tactic tactically flexibility tactical flexibility seems to be a problem, but his salary also causes you know issues with flexibility on that too. Yeah, I mean, if um, Sasha was at like six hundred and fifty thousand, yeah, good. But you know, that's probably what his worth is. But at one point oh five yeah. million. So the question is, are we going to use Tam and stuff to buy him down or invest in other players? I'd rather use it, invest in other players, and just I don't have to. We have Tam. I, but we get All to, we the get, Tam get, and Gam we have is currently, I think, being used to actually buy down people. Yeah, but I, don't you get an allotment? Uh, when do you get your next allotment? Don't you we'll get get, we year? already spent it. 
we I thought we kind of broke even a little bit when we sold like aha. Uh-huh. No, we'll oh, get we more next year. We'll, we'll get more from order. Columbus. I think it's like six. Whatever we sent them, we get back for next year. So yeah, but we're using that for Asquest. Asquest, yeah. Not all of it though. Not all of it. But most. I don't. Of it. it probably is because Tam to be a Tam player, his salary's got to be pretty high. It's got to be over anything over seven hundred fifty or anything over it's, the. It's regular somewhere contract. between eight and a million. Yeah. So the max is one point five. Yeah. Million. So I mean, Asquez is probably he's probably pretty up there. So um. I don't know, but this is my issue with with the whole even with Sasha. Our we we have no attack. If you x Sasha out of that picture, then we're even worse within the attack. And I know he doesn't score goals, but he does other things he, in the he attack. He created chances. So, I haven't checked it lately, but he was top five, top yeah, three, that's top what I'm four saying. in the league so, for a long time. To see. Well, that's what I'm saying. That the only way we're getting rid of him is if they already have a guy that they know. Well, why don't we just put Yoshida? Yeah, but then you didn't really. This is what my issue is, is we're so bad. I don't think we can afford to There's take the few guys that are have talent in the attack. Yeah. I don't think we have we, we can afford to take people out. And then because let's say, OK, we find some guy in. OK, yeah, this guy's good. He's really going to help the attack. Yeah. But then if you take it's 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 like. It's like if Sasha's a three dollar bill, right? We're trying to get to eight. We got we're trying to get to eight bucks. You find a five dollar guy. Here you go. Clearly. But if you take if you took Sasha out the equation, you're just you I mean you only got two dollars better. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So Bermuda we need to add bills. <laughs> <laughs> we need to add we need to add to the attack is what the issue is. Now we need another striker. Well, we thought it was Pino. Yeah, we absolutely we need, we need wingers, we need scoring wingers, or we or we need another striker, depending on what you want to play. But that's what I'm saying. So if let's say we're just okay, we're stuck with Sasha, mm-hmm. right? I hate to term it like that stuff. I mean, because he hasn't played bad. He hasn't played bad. It's just we need, we need more scoring. Yeah, there there isn't. What are the options for him to pass it to? Like, what, what are exactly. we expecting from him to do? Exactly, like, we have he's no take, speed. He, yeah, he's not going to take anybody on and like exactly. drive him with speed. Everybody talks about how we got rid of Rivas and now he's in Colombia and all this nonsense and how bad he was with Sasha and Yuri. I would love. To see somebody, I don't care if it's Rivas, somebody as fast as Rivas with the people behind him that can deliver balls he like that. He still created space. That's why he, he was, that's he, why he, he, he created a lot of goals. It's not so. creating space. It's creating respect. No, no, that's but what that it is creates the other space. Team. The respect. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, you, these guys know that. You're, I mean, when you come in and you're watching film on Orlando City last year, yeah. you're like, I can't play that high. They're not very good, me. but this Rivas guy can burn. And when he does, he can finish if he's by himself. You know, he, he, he's and decent. It, and it hits off the goalie. You know, but it it's – but, you know, he gains that respect. We have nobody this year that that gains that respect from the oh. from, from the other team. No, this, no. this fast guy is everywhere. Yeah, but but, but we have our, none. We have one. We have Mo. Yeah, I know. We don't for whatever reason we don't have them. But well, yeah. fast guys are everywhere. And this yeah. is a league on like, speed, and and because this league, because the players, the, so, the, the the defenders are not that good. The the in the league all across the league, the defenders are slow. Yeah. They're subpar compared to the attackers. Yeah, but M- you still M- have MLS to you is, still have to finish. Yeah, MLS's biggest gap is still on defense between the rest of the world. That's the the biggest disparity. Now, okay, we have seen us create more chances under O'Connor. So we're talking about we're lacking attack. How are we doing that? Is that a testament? Doesn't Rivas? To, I think Rivas has more MLS goals this year than Pino does. Let that sink in. <laughs> well, he should. Does he? Well, Rivas was here like three damn years. No, no this no, year. This year. This, and this and he's playing at Columbia. Oh. 
And more Pino. MLS goals. I think he Pino had three one, goals right? with the Red Bulls. Pino, Pino has a, maybe two with us. I know he that? has the first that one. Was, that was a regular season game, right? The, like, the opener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He scored a brace. He's in one of the games that we I started. I'm, I'm definitely not. Well, I'm all not competi- on all competitions, they're tied. Nope. The only reason we got the only reason Pino he was three. The only reason Rivas was bad was because of his DP status. That's it. If no. If he was never he was considered not a good player. it, if we had him under a regular contract Mm-mm. MLS, winner. Mm-mm. Winner. No. For sure. He was not good. No. He was fast, and that was it. Demands respect, man. Demands mm-hmm. respect. Yeah. The, okay, so we, we, There's what, a lot of guys that aren't good in this league that you only watch every now and again and think they're good. But if you watch them, at, like Justin Miram, perfect example. Perfect example. There's a lot up, of guys you? that you watch normally <laughs> that everybody in the league will watch the highlights and they make them sound good. Rivas is one of the. Rivas is a consistent guy. He's, I mean, now he's back in Colombia. There, in, in my opinion, definitely could have brought more another angle to what we what we had this year. This year was the most dreadful soccer I've ever seen in Orlando City history, and it's because we had no speed. We look like old men. We look like we need cranes out there. And when I remember when I said that the, year, it's yeah. going to be real sad when I, I wish I could at Sasha Kleschen for this because it's going to be real sad when Sasha Kleschen's highlight of his season is when he did his his celebration of being an old man. Yeah, look where we're at. That's the highlight of the season. How many points we got since then, Sasha? Four. Yeah. How many points have we gotten since you told the media that we were undefeated with you as captain? Five. <laughs> yeah. So, Sasha Kleschen, I mean. I got my own, my, my own feelings about him, but yeah. another another me guy, another d- the disease of me is, is what I think about Sasha. You think so? I don't. I don't. I didn't take it like that. I, I didn't I, either. I think he was showing that he he's played every game. Everybody loves it, dude. No, every, it, no, not that. I don't really. I don't care even like him. him. Not really. I mean, <laughs> no, everybody. Everybody not. loves. Everybody loves that. You know, until when you're winning, everybody loves all that all that fun stuff when you're winning. But we've never won, so. I hate that fun stuff. No, but he. I agree. he but I agree. No, 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 no. I hate okay. that fun stuff. I don't. I, I don't when ever, we're winning, if we were winning yet, yeah, the last do, 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 three do, do, years, do. I don't ever yeah. want to see a celebration ever again until yeah. we we actually do something. Period. Okay. Well, well, let me let me tell you tell you this. Um, I told you guys this at the preseason that he was demanding a lot of accountability. He he said it on the Max and Her podcast. He's still trying to instill the winning mindset. Article today, Pro Soccer USA. Um, talking about the same thing, he said it hasn't stuck. He hasn't stuck the way he wanted it to. He did, the whole man thing was about. He's saying, "Look, I'm working hard. I'm I'm running the more more than anyone. I haven't missed any minutes, and I'm old. Young people need to give more, risk more, take more chances, put their body more on the line, and give it an extra thing." So I, I don't have a problem with that. It's that easy to say all those nice things when the cameras are on and the lights are on <laughs> and, the, does, and the microphones in your there face. There was no cameras. And there was no microphones when I saw him directing and challenging people and, and teaching people whole time. So oh, that was a long time ago. That was this That year. was at the beginning of the year. Um, yeah, that was yeah. a long, <laughs> long time ago. They, they haven't let me in practice since then. That was a long time ago. I don't know. For me, for me, um, I, I don't know. I, I feel like we're, we're directing our anger a little, a little harsh in his direction. I don't think we're losing because of him. Was that? Um, no, not at no, all. No, no, I'm, um, I'm just saying that the way we play, we're just not getting the most out of him, and it's not worth the money. Listen, the person that who we should be angry at is – a guy that was his name is Sane. Where the hell is he? Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not angry at, at Sasha. I'm angry at the perception that he tries to give people. The the team sucks. We're we're not very good. And then you want to say, oh, we're trying to instill this. We're trying to instill. He's, he's that. saying that he tried to at the beginning and it didn't stick. How does that? How does that counter to what you're saying? He's saying we were trying to get a winning mentality and we didn't win. It didn't stick, which is why we're not winning. And. 
the mentality is wrong. He's saying it didn't it didn't work. Maybe and and what celebrating losses that has no effect on that. There wasn't at that time the goal. I Everybody think loves a, to celebrate losses. I think at the time the goal we were tied or winning. So. We were winning, but we ended up losing that. Yeah, okay. Goal sorry, he doesn't. Will know the Trapp had a nice uh, <laughs> celebrate <laughs> losses, bro. He doesn't know the future, but he knows that we lost nine games before that. Yeah. Grab the ball, get to the center of the field. I don't care if you're up four to zero. The the team get the I three agree. points and get out of there. The team respond. The team didn't. It's mind ridiculous. The, there was this it, wasn't here, the Merrim. Here's, here's this wasn't point, the Merrim. Signs the haters part where the team didn't respond no, here's to him. It. The team responded to him. No, bro. Here's it. Sasha Klesson, I want to inst- instill the winningness. I want to instill the winning mentality, uh, the yeah. winning mentality. Yeah. You've lost seven in a row, eight in a row, uh-huh. five in a row, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. You yeah. score one goal to go up 2-1, and you do some fancy break my back, this and I that. Know. I don't know why that's you're so That's not instilling the winning. Nothing, nothing, because it's the same thing. Remember when he grabbed Mo? I want to instill the winning. Where did our season go down? That one was stupid. Where did our season go down when he fights Mo? Sasha was not instilling nothing. He wasn't instilling no winning culture. To, the, to Jordan Culver, he's instilling a winning culture. On the field, not happening. That's my problem. On the field, he's pushing our own team. He's doing BS celebrations. He's not focused on winning. You've never seen Mo play and be like, what the hell are you doing? Like, where are you going? Which, what are you trying to do a pirouette? But with you, two could people? That's same, not you could the say point, the same dude. thing That's about Chris Muller. Yeah, huh? You can say the wait, same wait, thing about guys, Chris Muller. Everybody, everybody's all over the place. You're like, we need someone to grab people by the, by the gruff and, and, and straighten them out. And not an equal it. player, bro. If, if you're he's at your job and, and somebody on your life and you sell life he's insurance, not an equal somebody player. on your was, team comes was, up and says that to you. He was the captain. He's a player. He's a player on the team. That's what a captain does. When he's at equal, it means like. You don't do That's that your peers. Your you don't. You don't do that. Yeah, he, and he, and he not during a game. You don't do that during a game. I'm not saying he didn't By the way, we have five points since then. I'm not since, saying, since the I'm captain, not, quote unquote, the captain, yeah. got in a fight with his own teammates. This, in this the is like causation equals correlation kind of thing, right? We sucked the whole year for the most part. He went too far. That just happened to happen when it went down. He went too far in that instance. But to suggest that is why we've lost, and that somehow has caused James O'Connor to to bench Mo, which ended up consequently call, having call, um, Sasha doing that made Mo get called up by Libya and miss games, made Mo go to the U.S. Embassy. I never said see. it. Who like, said these any are of all, that? These are all parts that he, Mo hasn't been playing. Nobody said any of that. Yeah, no, but I'm saying this is part of the losing streak that we've been on. And uh, since he's all, I, all I'm that. telling this you is, is like that a, is that a, we were on a six game winning streak, and 60 minutes after that, during the middle of a game, our quote unquote captain, who quote unquote wants to instill winning, got into a fight with his own player. Okay. That's not captainy. And look what happened after that: 19 yeah. games, five points because, after that half of football. Because he yelled at Mo. I would hope they were over by now. It's a little yeah, thing to me. It's a little. It's it's a little things like that. We sat here on this podcast, and no, Cleon sat here and goes, "I hope that doesn't unravel everything." No. And look what happened: we're 19 games after. And my point is not that my point is not that that unraveled the whole season at all. I'm not saying unravel the whole yeah, season. What is your point? My point is Sasha Kleshin wants to say he's instilling winners to the media, and then when his actions come about, it's totally, totally different. Nah. Totally different. Nah. I don't know. All right, yeah, all stretch. right, guys. Let's uh, change the subject here a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't even done talking okay. about Sasha. Go ahead. Yeah, you want to talk more yeah. about Sasha? Yes. Yes. Go ahead. Talk more about Sasha. Again, back to like on the pitch yeah. stuff. Um, Relevant thing. My issue, um, you know, ignoring the salary stuff, you know, the his attitude being good or bad, blah, blah. Um, on the pitch, I have more issue with um, how he's being used. Yeah, that's my problem. Um, as far as 
he's a power. I mean, I, I said this. Uh, I think I said it even at the beginning of at the the very beginning as USA is breaking out into a fight right Miazga now. is making some uh, <laughs> stereotypical <laughs> jokes, I yeah. think, about Mexican height. Fighting yeah. with Mexico yeah. in the 64th yeah. minute. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but now that to the guy, that's the best moment in U.S. That's what I'm talking about. Sasha, fight with the other team. Well, <laughs> my, my whole issue, and I brought it up. I actually said, I think I actually said this when we before the season even started, is he's a passer. Um, he's not. He's not a. He's not a guy that's going to score. He's, he's a guy that's always going to be looking to pass. So if that's the case, that's why I feel he should have been moved back. Not not one of the main guys, especially when the only proven scorer we had in that attack is Dom, and Dom's not a proven scorer to like like BWP or Vio, somebody that's going to get you twenty something goals every year, that type of thing. Dom's just going to be – he's just proven enough to make sure he gets you 15 or so. Um, you need – I feel like Sasha if, – if he, he's – I said it early, he's another Yoshi. Mm-hmm. He's a Yoshi-style player. He plays from deep. He holds back. He doesn't advance too far in the attack, not very often. He's not going to run up there near where the strikers are, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Occasionally you'll catch him out there. But it's really not his game. It's not his nature. He's not aggressive like that to put that type of pressure on a defense. So he needs to be further back. And you need to have you need to have an a, an actual attacking ten or you know two wingers out there, maybe two wingers and a ten along with Dom up there, mm-hmm. and let him and whether it's him by himself or him and Yoshi back there, then um, playing playing as center mids and passing to the true attackers. Now, mind you, we don't have any attackers on the team, which is what, which is what the issue is. We don't have players on this team that actually put pressure on defense. And um, so, I mean, I, I can't get too mad at Sasha to expect him to do things that he's never really shown that he even does. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like it is, he's, he's on tactically, you know, he's effective in a certain tactical sense. And, we're not we're not bringing that bearing that to fruit. I said at the beginning when you said he should play deeper that I thought that that if you get past the midfield and get past him, he's not going to recover because his lack of pace and he's actually going to make late runs in the box. And that's what they've done. It doesn't mean that that's been right, but that's how they that's how they've used him. And if you look at his assist a lot in Red Bulls, a lot of the times he was fairly up high. He was being used as a second striker for a little bit. I don't know how it worked or whatnot, but he was fairly high. He he does in like the final two like. Not third, but like the final forty percent of the pitch, he's not going to be like on the on the midfield, like in the middle of the pitch or the middle deeper. He's not like Yuri, there. If he, if he you know, that I don't. Agree. No, I don't mean that. I'm not talking about deep like a six, yeah. not like a holding six. I'm talking about like how Yoshi is used. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about like a, a holding six just sitting yeah, way but, back. But Yoshi there. could recover, and Sasha can't. It's yeah, Sasha I, can actually. I mean, Yoshi defense, can close to, on the ball. To me, I mean. The defense is a lost yeah, cause. Right? Sa- I know, it's but like, the reason Sasha worked in New York is because he didn't rely on his defense because they had, they had, they had people with iron lungs like Tyler Adams and Dax McCarthy running down and closing stuff down. They had two destroyers and Dax McCarthy and Felipe. We need to have something like that. We just have Higuita who could really do that. We don't. Yuri doesn't have the pace for that. So, um, I don't, I'm, I'm not saying that he's he's negative. I mean, he's. I'm not saying he's a bad soccer player. I think he's got talent. Mm-hmm. I think he still has talent. And I think he can contribute, but to to have the contradictory attitude and to have this wannabe leader thing, I just feel like there's, I just feel like he's one of those guys that's probably best to just hang in the back 
and produce. And I feel like he would almost rather be like that, like how he was in New York. Why, how he why would, would someone who, who, who's won a supporter shield playing in the Champions League and won championships going to sit back and, and not tell – Tell you know, give advice to Jose Villarreal and PDS and these guys. Why I'm not, would you I'm not, not saying that's why you brought him in. No, 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 no. And no. Look, wait, look, he's not our captain. Where is Jonathan Specter and a captain? You didn't bring him and in look, to be the, a captain. The, the, yeah, he, he was had never to, a captain in step, New York, was he? he? I don't know. He had to step up to that to that here because our captain's always hurt. And it, let's let's if look if our team falls apart because that's what Sasha I'm overreacted he, to Mo one time. That shows how crappy our mentality has been all year. Exactly the fact that there were even talking about that that should bring a team together for anything and um you know it's just it's embarrassing uh, we shouldn't even be a subject team can't come together when from the top down it's just all right are we done talking miserable. about this subject yeah okay you, right. well, poor team cleon cleon <laughs> yeah. are you good i'm good are you yeah, good yeah. With no, okay Jose, Jose we wanted to talk about what is he bust or not or what what do you guys want to so talk about uh how can we decide he's played what 700 minutes this year <laughs> Out of 3,000? Yeah, Cleon, you had a good list about how many people have played and how many minutes we've gotten out of people. You want to talk about that? Because that's, that's crazy. I remember that off my head. I'm not a computer. Oh, right. You don't, think, you don't, uh, Cleon's <laughs> pretending he doesn't have it written down. I think we all can agree yes, that, I don't know if it's uh, in that Coleman needs to play more. I don't understand. Like, This is why it's like frustrating, and it's frustrating for the fans because it's like this is where, as a, like, as a reporter, we, we count on as fans – like Jordan Culver and the guys that are actually at practice for whatever, 15 minutes a day. Like, can we get a straight answer why Coman's not playing more? Can we just get like, oh, he's not ready. Uh, he's not developing on the practice pitch the way that, that, that we anticipated. Can we get some sort of reason well, about why? You just got the answer right there. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what he's going to say. He's not adjusting well. I mean, somebody's got to ask the question. We need some sort of because. Well, Miguel was hinting at that in the broadcast. Goal USA. USA. <laughs> Tyler Adams, right? There you go. Yep. Just talking about Speak him. of the devil, there he is. Box-to-box yep. box midfielder. Mm-hmm. Scoring well, goals. Yeah, Miguel was, was hinting to Colman coming from Paraguay and maybe not being what you thought and adapting and stuff like that. I mean, you know, he's he's just right here in, in Lake Mary, just down the road where we're at, in the apartments there, you know? Don't we still have so. that money, too? Well, so, I mean, we'll probably bring in another young player like that, I would assume. Somebody. Which money? Uh, the MLS money, the $2.5 million. I don't know if I even heard anybody using it. It's weird because I know they brought it up. But, I mean, if it's a thing, then I would assume we have it because we definitely didn't bring anybody young in after Cole Mons, I wonder so. if the front office tried to get, like, a, a refund. They are yeah. like, can you uh, backdate this this entry here on the log? Yeah, well, this is, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> you know, this is what I think about Coman. Coman obviously is probably the one player we have on the team that could take people on dribbling. Yoshi can if he if less they make him go to his left and he's trapped. Um, Coman can 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 PDS use PDS does as well. Yeah, PDS, PDS too. Yeah. yeah, PDS as well. He has more fluid. I want to see him. Yeah, he has. I mean, he showed some nice fluidity in that Atlanta Atlanta match. The way he dribbled. Down that's really to like what the we're touchline. missing. Like, like from yeah, Kaká. Like that's the way it was bold. Like he was like, "I'm going to go into box. I'm going to make a run." And I'm he was the fastest guy. And Mo. Yeah, I, Mo, I keep and Mo, Mo's yeah, probably Mo, the best Mo, at it. Mo will do that too, Mo, but Mo yeah. Mo's just you know just like kind of like he's like a baby colt. Every touch is like, like when Mo's out. Like Dom tries it. Yeah, no, no, Kamal's like a baby elephant, just pow. Yeah, man. Mueller's touch has been heavy too, man. Probably has heavy legs because he hit the rookie wall. He's played a bajillion minutes, but with Kamal is threatening. He makes some good passes. Coman, he needs just to get the cobwebs out. It's about decision making with Coman. We're making the right pass, making the right read, making the make the right runs. Right, that's what Coman needs, and I think he does deserve minutes for that. Why the heck not? 
Why not play him the rest if of the I, way? I mean, if Mueller I, makes mistakes all the time with runs. He's a smart player, but he misses runners left and right, too, all the time. exactly what and you just said is what my issue is. Like, um, some players seem like they get such a short leash with making mistakes. Like like Earl. Like Earl versus Bendick. Oh. Earl and played then some fine. players get long leashes. He had that one game where he really screwed on that thing, and which Bendick, we've seen Bendick do this all season long. That was a soft goal against Kansas City. Yeah, and 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 since he switched back to Bendick, yeah. we've seen the mistake happen three at least three times, yeah. where it's directly resulted in the goal. But his, you know, he's keep getting run out there. Um, guys like that, um, Will Johnson, you know, just ignore if he got a if he messes something up. Doesn't make Shane O'Neill doesn't make a simple pass. Yeah, yeah. Shane, Shane O'Neill sits can. five yards back every. Yeah. single time the other team has the possession yeah, he keeps now. everybody on it blows my mind i mean me and my buddy sit at the house and we're watching the game and we it's it's literally comical you can laugh at at shane o'neill is at least four yards behind the back line at all times just yeah keeping everybody on he is but you also have to like you need to get like a this is the only time in how many games where we had the same back line two games in a row two matches in a row right I feel like, right? like so, I mean, he gets you, you the Irish to... advantage. Shane O'Neill gets the Irish oh, advantage. Oh, wow. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Wow. That thought's crossed my mind. Who doesn't think that? Wow. I mean, I'm not going to lie. That is definitely crossed well, my mind. Well, yeah, well, maybe Amro gets to start back, but man, look at that. We, we, have a, we have a late entry into the white privilege rankings here. Shane O'Neill has played more <laughs> minutes than Coleman, and he has been worse. There's, I mean, there's nothing to show me that Amro is worse than Shane O'Neill. Shane O'Neill is better than Amro. At Other all. than that, he speaks English in, in an Irish accent. And the coach is Irish. He talks in an Irish accent. No, he's American, Irish bomb. I think he's like half and half. I don't yeah, know, um, but his autograph's the best. It just says Shane. And yeah. the, I asked him for, it and he seemed so surprised and just grunted because he's the wrote, only Shane in the world. Then he wrote Shane. Yeah, that's that's what I was. The talking culture about. of me strikes again, Shane. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's <laughs> you kinda, know who I am. That's kind of hitting on what I was talking about, though. Like with some players, it seems like they're getting a much longer leash now. Mind you, yeah, O'Neal, he's well, a younger guy. I would hope Shane O'Neal doesn't have a leash. Hey, he just um, lets him out. I would yeah. hope you will let these younger guys like Shane O'Neal play through mistakes and like learn. an Irish settler. But everyone's not getting that. Yeah. Everyone's not getting yeah, and, You know, we got O'Neal locked up long-term on a super cheap homegrown, so we, we don't need to like see so what we whose got. Fault, we, whose we fault have is that? Whose fault is that? I don't know. I mean, is, so it's it's got to be the coach. That what? one, that's the coach. Whoa. As, as far it's as you're O'Connor out already? I'm not O'Connor. Nah, but, jumping <laughs> no, no, but I'm just saying it's time to new. It's that security. I think it's a security blanket. I don't think next year it'll be like that. I think it's like it's just like it's nice to have that that you know that as a coach you know that Somebody's understanding you, right? <laughs> so like, so it's nice. So I don't think next year you'll see that favoritism, but like, well, it's I, like right now, Shane O'Neill might be like the only like connection oh, between I mean, everybody else. I can relate. Once I get like around like you know Spanish people, you just start talking a little different. You yeah, know, you're like, just, you know what I'm saying, right? I mean, I wasn't late. I was on time. Can you just like, picture on the practice field like Shane O'Neill and James O'Connor just, just picking Shamrock, like, just like huddling and whispering to each other, and everybody else just going, "What in the hell is going on? <laughs> what is this? What are they doing?" No yeah, just, keeps playing. Yeah, just like you said. But we we've seen Shane have what a, we've seen him have like a red card by like his second game. Oh man, that red card was deserved. He yeah, and it was deserved. Dude, we, had a, we had a red card by a second game. Rafa Ramos was, was like, um, Rafa was Ramos was like, dang, that's I a red think, card. I think on his next game back, that's when he had the. I think it was the back pass or whatever happened that led directly to a goal. And then the Philly goal but bounced. We off just of kept him. letting him run right back out there. Yeah. Which is like I said, I'm fine. He's a young guy. You should let these guys play through mistakes. But we have him on contract. Amro's on loan. Everybody. Yeah, Amro's exactly. on loan. Let's see exactly. if, if he is worth. 
I think he's worth keeping, but let's make sure he's worth keeping. We already have O'Neill on a super good, cheap deal. Exactly. So let's throw out Amro and then throw Sane to the Wolves because who gives a crap and we paid him $800,000? I, I mean, I don't mind O'Connor, but it's definitely questionable to me how like we do podcasts every almost every week for the whole season and like the only bright spot in the entire first half of the season was Mohamed El Munir. And like he was like every week we were just like, Good thing we have him, or we would have lost, or we would have lost worse. Yeah, uh, he sticks a foot out and stops him. Yeah, and it's just like, net. and he comes in and he's gone. There's no. That's the well, thing. He, well, no, he, but he was playing. But, he, but that's yeah. the thing. He was playing. That's why I don't understand what's going on. Because when he came in, when O'Connor came in, he was playing Mo. He was playing him at a different position. He was putting him at winger. Yeah, but wasn't weren't we seeing what we were seeing out of Mo? What we were seeing out of Mo at the winger spot. That's kind of some of the things we were hoping to see from Merrim. Like he yeah. was, he was putting pressure on the defense. Yeah. He was making things happen. We were chances. Then you know he had he had that one mistake in DC, and he's you know banished to the gates of hell. It was speaking of the culture, speaking of the culture, me, and then not you know fighting and unraveling. Maybe Mo's the one who started to fight. Did I you said just, at the time. Did you just say that one mistake against DC? That was Mo. Well, that one of no, the mistakes. One, one of the mistakes at D- no. in DC. Here's the thing: I don't even remember Mo's mistake on DC because Will Johnson literally gave our season away and Wait. didn't kick at the open goal. It was, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. but he's still out there. Yeah, and Will look, Johnson has played, you, I think, yeah. every minute. Yeah, yes, I, I went to that season ticket holder practice thing, and if you look at the practice, you see why Will Johnson starts. That's how much we suck. I see. That's, I'm telling you, that's I how hate much that we suck. So much. I, I know, I know, but he's he's in positions. He's threatening. He gets around. He works hard. How are you supposed to do that? Like, what are you supposed to do with that? We call those practice team All-Americans. Yes, he is. He is that. But this is the question. This is maybe where the O'Connor thing, this is where I want to see some adaptation. Or I, this is where I'm. This is the part I'm not sold on. If you are only judging based on practice, and he is judging based on games too, right? Do people who were out like PC before, he was getting a lot of minutes, he, of course he was fresh and was practicing hard because he hasn't done anything all year. Right, players like 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 that were 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 getting a little little bit of chances under O'Connor. But why wasn't PDS getting chances? Right, well, you know, stuff that didn't make sense to me. That didn't jive. And then second, is that a fair way to to check everything? Just how he's doing, people are doing to to practice. I, I do think you need to put your best players out there, not necessarily who best to practice. I think you have some people written in and in, in like in pen, so to speak, right, or least thick pencil. And then there's a, a couple people on the margins who have to fight for their spot. Like, you could do, like, yeah, Man City, they're loaded. They have, you know, Bernardo Silva are going to take over for this guy and Gunduan going to play. But no one's taking out Kevin De Bruyne. No one's taking out Sane, right? There's some players, or Fernandinho, they're just, they're just set. I don't have a problem if O'Connor does that. He seems to do that with weird people like Shane O'Neill and Will Johnson, right? And Dom Dwyer, who deserves it. But, like, at this point, you're going to rotate. Let's rotate more. Let's let's just mix it up. I just, I don't, there isn't a rhyme or reason for it. I'm not sure. I mean, we're, we we have five points in 54. Like he's trying like, to win. I'm, I'm tired of seeing. He's I don't care win, who the players are. It's, it's, we can't win. It's I don't care who they are. You have five points out of 54 possible. We should be seeing 11 new guys. Yeah, as yeah. many new guys as I, we can. I think it's a reason. I don't he, know why Villarreal. Real. I mean, he hasn't played at all all season. Can we at least try? Yeah. Can we yeah. at least try him? Yeah, and um, we I think he thought, well, you know, if we go on a streak at the end, we can still pull it off, and that he still has to show to his owners that he has not, not you know, not given up quite yet. But I don't think he's he's got the right, he's drawn the right balance between, um, 
you know, winning and rotating. I don't know. At this point, there's no balance. It's over. Let's just rotate and get players some minutes. I don't know. I don't know. And O'Connor wrote on the he talked in the last piece about how him and um, Nicky Buds and uh, and Alex and he's impressed by the ownership in the front office and they're totally in sync. So that actually made me depressed. What do you guys think about that? <laughs> yeah, I was hoping he he was like, well, you know, we're working on it and. Uh, you know, kind of wink, wink, like you know, like a hostage. You're like I'm blinking. Somebody save me. Yeah. You know, but that was discouraging. Yeah, my so thing, my thing is too. just Pack, like you right. said these these guys that we have to make decisions on. They yeah. need to get on the field, and you need to find out if they. The, can who, play. who are some of those people? Right. You've got you've got uh, Asquez. He's getting his minutes, mm-hmm. um, but he is he is one of those long guys. We have to dis- we have to decide whether we're going to continue it or not. And what position um, he's going to play? That too. Um, you got Asquez, you got you got Amro Tark, um, you got those guys. But then you also have decisions on some of the other guys, like um, like Mo. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a decision on. I, I, at first, I thought it was just a decision on: Are you going to play him at left back, left wing, or left wing back? But now I'm starting to question if it's even a decision on: Is he even a player you want in your future plans? Because not because of what I've seen on the on the pitch. Well, because of what I'm seeing with O'Connor and him all of a sudden, which is so strange, mm-hmm. because he seemed like he was one of his, one of those players he had in pen. Yeah, you yeah, know what he, I mean. He was the one that that we're like, okay, Miriam's you know going to work well in this system, and it was Mo who was like flourishing. Yes, Mo, uh, he looked a lot better. He is probably that little bit of time I saw him at left wing, and I'm not even saying I I believe he's he should be a left midfielder or a left winger. Mm-hmm. Um, I think depending on his formation, like if. O'Connor over does go to that three back with the you know you need wing backs out there and Mo is a perfect the definition the yeah. literal definition yes. of wing back for sure um one of those guys that's right in between those two mm-hmm. um that's who he is like, and he you're likes not gonna, to shoot too I mean yeah you're not gonna find a better yeah, a better he, one he than that and, and demands respect exactly yeah. um so um you also have guys like Christian Nagita um Yuri Rossell mm-hmm. both of them um you have decisions on them on on you know because if you're going to play two defensive mids, somebody's got to sit. If if Yoshi's still in this team, someone's got to sit. Yeah. So you know, find out what you want there. Um, you got to find out about Chris Mueller still. Yeah. I know a lot of people think that's like some done deal, but it's not. I mean, it's a done deal. He's a player you keep on your team. Yeah. And you know, he's in your plans for the future. He's going to be on your roster. But, but, he's going to be in your 18. Yeah. But as far as being your starting. You're starting uh, right like, winger for the future. It's it's too early to tell because yeah, we yeah. haven't seen a lot of production. Right. We've seen a lot of hustle. Yeah, um, a lot of seen a, a lot of effort, a lot of professionalism for a young kid. Mm. But production wise, it's not a lot for as many minutes as been there. Coleman, he's a DP. You need to find out what's going on. Yeah, can this kid play? Can he not? PDS. Exactly. Even Dom, you need to find. Uh, can we leave him up there by himself? Or do we need to go find another striker and play two up there? He needs a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got, I mean, you got a whole bunch of players that need to be f- to find out. I mean, you got Richie LaRea. You, you got disappeared Donnie Toya. You got, I mean, Dylan Powers. Oh, I'm doing? assuming those guys, I'm assuming Chris Schuler is going to be made. gone. You know, those are right there, four or five. Cam Lindley, what are we going to do with him? Yeah, I would like to see Cam Lindley you know? in some minutes. Uh, spent a lot of money on Cam Lindley. Sane, you know, so it's like you got five, six players, seven players that we got to figure out what we're going to do with, you yeah. know, unlike, you know, the Doms, the Sashas that we know are going to stay. But the uh, the other ones, 
I mean, that's six new players that we can bring in, hopefully, with talent, and you could go get them cheap somewhere. Should we also might, determine are we going to get these guys down the U.S. to OCB that we forgot to mention is back now? They said no. Um, huh? They said they're not doing that. No, they're they're going to do a whole new team, I think. A whole new team. They said they said they're not using OCB for. They're not using it for like minutes and. Stuff that's like what they that. said. They said no. Damn, that's a, that's we're, we're talking using about. that strictly for academy. That's scaring me because that's going to be so expensive. The OCB is just a just a money pit. You know, Not really, because that's that's why it's moved down. Oh it's, yeah, well that's that's D three costs nothing anymore. That's and true, then, um, and the SEMA has a facility. Exactly, yeah, they're yeah, not going to play for they're not paying for facilities and concessions. The, the nothing. property taxes um, in that area alone should um, pay for a bit. According yeah. to them, it's supposed to be all all academy kids. Um, I, I think it's a good. I think it's. I a think good it's thing. a good. I think too. I'm glad it's back. This is. Yeah, it, I think we're it's talking a good thing. about um, uh, academies and and then FC Dallas and stuff. OCB is a, a step in the right direction, and then we need someone Carnero level or someone uh, maybe not that high of a level. That's probably the best get we ever got, and just you know, that's just a step in the right direction. Well, that's, let's talk. We're talking about academy. We're talking about uh, something came out out of the athletic about academy rankings. And Orlando City is ranked 17 with their top prospect, A.J. Seals, the 18-year-old center uh, mid, defensive midfielder. Um, Oh, we don't have any of those. (laughs) And then uh, (laughs) talking about a little bit about some of the new guys that just came in. Like, (laughs) What happened? I know we were talking about him. We're doing Uh, the 2-6, whatever. But Joe Gallardo was like, I remember when he came in, he was, you know, when we got him like a year and a half ago, two years ago to OCB, it was like a big story. And it was like PDS type hype. And then we got rid of OCB. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I have it from him himself that he's supposed to get a trial with OCB. So we'll see. I know he's only, uh, t- what, 20, 21, something like that. I think Who? he's 20. Like Haji Berry is lighting it up this yeah. year. Haji For, Berry. You know the kid's already like 25? Berry is? Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, lighting he it up like full, in the USL right now. Yeah, for uh, the Swill Park Rangers, right? Yeah. SKC's yeah. Academy. Another team that's not a big spender that, that can build players. Yeah, yeah. they know what they're Kansas doing City. over there. Exactly. Who is uh, actually 12th in this uh, list at Athletic uh, – the athletic put out, but going on to this list again, um, Galaxy number three, number one's the Red Bulls, of course. You know, I think that, that oh, yeah. they are the best we, academy, they're, they're along with product, FC Dallas. The academy well, just scored against Mexico. Where who who's the worst? Who's the worst? And where where are the expansion teams that came in around us? Where so they? Minnesota United twenty third, the, the last worst, team, last. worst team, uh, Los Angeles FC, which. Hasn't started an academy, but is starting. They have an academy, but they 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 bought they bought an entire academy. That's what happened. Twenty second, New York did twenty second. They're uh, second to last. Los Angeles FC, Um, Houston Dynamo, New England Revolution, nineteen twenty and twenty one. Where's NYCFC at? NYC Atlanta's eight with their top uh, prospect George Bello, sixteen year old kid. Uh, Galaxy has their top uh, prospect. Ifran Alvarez, who supposedly you wrote a stud. Oh yeah, that's a sixteen-year-old. Yes, yeah. was that? Oh, the galaxy. He's a, yeah. he's a beast, bro. He's that already scoring. He's already scoring a bunch of goals in USL. He's a uh, yeah. He's, he's like what fifteen or something. Like, and then Atlanta just get like another to, uh, guy that Man U contract fell out. And yeah, he went yeah. To I don't Atlanta. think he's actually there yet, but yeah, they're getting another guy. Uh, going to New York City FC, uh, they're eleventh uh, with uh, James Sands, eighteen-year-old uh, fullback uh, midfielder. Um, 11th and then you're talking about sporting kansas city with the uh, swope park rangers mm-hmm. they're actually 12th so um i would have thought orlando city would have been 
Dead last? Not, but at least in the bottom five. No. Yeah. yeah. There, I think you're. I think you're being way harsh on their academy. We're in the bro, bottom seven. There, you are because they're. Um, I mean, their their academy and all the way through, pretty much they pretty much dominate. Um, they pretty much dominate when they when they yeah, play like against twelve U's and all of them the whole way through. And, the whole yeah, way but through. you're gonna you're gonna lose a lot of them because what happened with Montverde Academy? Why? Uh, there's a well, lot of parents. A lot of them are coming from there. A lot of them are coming from, which are taking away the kids that are here yeah. in Lake Mary, Lake Sylvan. They're, they're not going to travel to Montverde. They're going to go to Florida Craze and Crush and all that and Rush and all that. They're not. You, you've seen the, some of this. This, this is, is from people who the are in the Parents too, yeah. aren't very happy. Of what the just, good kids? Good kids that are in the development or whatever. Or in the to uh, college and they're not working. Look, Raul Aguilera, one of the top kids, prospects from Orlando City. Playing for North Carolina, Tar Heels. He's done. He's not playing anymore. He's not going to be. And he was a prospect for us. He even practiced with the team last year. You know, he went on to North Carolina. Doesn't care. I don't know what they're doing. What it is, is Montverde, if you ask me, I think is using Orlando City as the name. They're working together, and it's all the Sima kids. That's what the academy is, is going to be the kids that are at Montverde. Okay, we have kids here at Lake Sylvan. Okay, that are good. That are on the development. They're on the, all this other traveling teams and academy or whatever. Their parents aren't going to go on a Friday or a Wednesday or a Tuesday at five o'clock from Oviedo or from Chiliota that their kids all the way to Montverde. First world problem. I don't know, bro. I, I take them. I'm. I'm not gonna lie to you. I take those Seaman kids over over the Chiliola kid any day of the week. Yeah, doesn't those Mount dudes Bird have beast, like uh, housing and stuff? They do. They do. Oh, Mount Verde, yeah, Mount Verde, so, I mean, so, um, and Sema. Yeah, you, those dudes I are think, absolute monsters. Bro. I think you that, should Google Earth Mount Verde. It's impressive. I think they are monsters. That mindset really is 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 uh, all encompassing to the fact that like you want to get your people from local i mean for mount montverde you know you hope eventually that you can get young international well, kids mount, mount a lot of them are international you know, Verde has a pipeline to like west african countries and yes and, uh, and, and, South, and brazil and brazil yeah, yeah. that's brazil. what you want you want guys to come over and then be in our academy when they're 12 year old brazilian kids from remember, the favelas. like from what i'm seeing we I, i've had been some of the sima guys practicing there, like west africans yeah, yeah. remember those yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, i've been maybe one notable player that came from sima they have mls players bro already name me one I mean, I can't. Why would I know him out of the top of my head? I'm just saying, we're approaching an hour and a half, and we're having trivia games. No, I'm just, I just want to. This is what prove. we get for missing two I'm, weeks. I just you're not going to prove because you're wrong on this, bro. I'm telling you, Diego Sima is Campos. Good. That's it from uh, Diego Campos from Costa Rica. That's it. Nobody else has but, made it big. But there's, a, there's a, there isn't a guarantee that true. that we're we're going to lose all of these. We'll, we'll lose. But it's some. also a young concept in the United States. Like it is. like a lot of people in the United States think that youth. A lot of MLS fans and soccer fans in the United States think that developing the youth means developing young Americans. No, and you don't need that. I mean, that's that's no, not what it, it is. People want to develop young Americans, and that's what that's what I think Orlando City is trying to stray away from by getting a, a team like this where there's housing and, and you can put up not only a player but his family from other other countries yeah. and put them up at this place for a couple of years and then develop yeah. them because – at the end of the day, you know, if if you want, do you want to be developing in in 
you know, the rainforest in Brazil. But, if you're but, outside of Rio, if you're outside of one of the main, you know, some I of agree. those kids. I, I don't agree get, with you. But my thing is, is let's go back to the Lake Nona concept. That's where our academy. Where we have be. a whole. Yeah, but that wasn't going to be in the academy, but, though. But, but, yes, it was. That was going to be a training facility. Yeah, that's just it, a training. It's a no, training it was facility. An academy. Academy. No, no, no. It was the JJ's right. It's supposed it to have a residency. Residency. Everything. They said that eventually they wanted to probably possibly build a residency. Everything. Residency. It was supposed residency. to be. Oh, but it's supposed to be on company. I know. Yeah, but that, that right now, let's not surrender. Let's not like squander the future because we hope that's coming. It's not there. Let's do something now. Sima's good. Look, Sima, we keep talking about. We keep talking about how how we need Lake Nona because it's an all-encompassing facility. They don't they don't have to walk on rocks to get to the Sylvan Park. It's a national park, and blah 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 blah. Sima has like meals, you know, um, fitness coaches. They have residencies for families. They have facilities. They have they've created tons of athletes. Maybe the soccer part they don't have the names, but this is a school that made Francisco Lindor a perennial MVP candidate. The Cleveland Indians, yes, um, we got uh, Simmons as well. But these are the same. These are fit. This is fit. They have been able to sustain and attract talent. It's Francisco Lindor. Francisco Lindor is 12, 12 years old. Came from Puerto Rico. Simmons is from Australia. They came to Mount Verde for a reason because it's a machine. These schools are machines. This is like college, like Alabama. I don't. I don't know why I don't watch more college football. It's like soccer. Whoever pays the most, tra- the biggest transfer fees wins. Yeah. I'm fine <laughs> with what you're saying. Mount I, is similar. I am fine with what you're saying. But there's kids out here yeah. that are playing that are good, or even better than some of those Sima kids. Mm-mm. Yeah, and I, they're not mm-mm. getting opportunity. I think you're right, Maybe JJ. just right now, but I, that'll only last for twelve to eighteen well, we, months. We need it. We, no, we need. We need. But to, why like, did we why get it already? Is an absolute. Hey, Monster, bro. I know, but why not like that little taco commercial? Why they not literally both? haven't lost dis- in like eight years. But why not I'm both? Why can't we keep some of the stars from the from Lake Sylvan and some and of the stars? From the, yes, but also That's too. Fine. Hey, hey, rich people from this uh, Heathrow, your kids at Lake Sylvan, and you don't want to drive your Mercedes station wagon, uh, put so many miles on your lease. I'm sorry, you know, if you want your kid to be there, then go out to Mount Verde. First world problems, okay? Just and if he's that your, good, yeah. I got news for you. you if your kid's that there. good. You're going to have to travel a lot farther than Mount Verde And guess Academy. what? Mount Verde. <laughs> yes, I agree. Yes, and Mount Verde. But Mount Verde sets up. They they set up transportation, meals, domestic events. They're building some, like, they got these giant houses. I don't know if it's a condo or a hotel they're building nearby there. I bet you that's going to house a lot of stuff, too. And it, a lot of schools do that. Like, West Point has a, has a hotel on campus. If you're dropping Orlando City Academy for Orlando Craze or Crush or whatever the heck it is, Chances are you're not that good. You're not that good. Point blank. Sorry. Should be dropping Orlando City Academy for the pro team and then for Bayern, you know, like Alfonso Davies. Those are the kids that you want. Those are the kids that SEMA is going to produce, the the freak of nature. But who have they produced? That's where I'm trying to get at. Who have they produced besides Lindor in baseball, Simmons in basketball? Who have they produced? Diego out. Campos, the only one from the Chicago Fire. Let me ask you this. Who's Orlando City Academy produced up to this point from Chulioda and Oviedo Nobody. and nope. Lake Mary? Tommy Redding. And Sanford. Tommy Redding. Oh, his career's done. But... Hey, he, so, he, he, boy, they produced somebody. He's still, his Fortnite career is not. Yeah, he's literally, they're literally <laughs> talking about his, his soccer career being done. So, Well, that's the problem. Our academy is horrible. They don't have the right direction. This and is, that's why they're 17. Right step in the right one. Well, we, we have to. But how is, is it the step in the right direction? Because if we have more SEMA, infrastructure. You can have the infrastructure. If you don't have the correct people to build around, what infrastructure? Tell me who SEMA has produced. 
Well, right now we do we have um, Bobby Murphy? I mean, that was the guy that's supposed to be in charge. Now we now we, we could just use Mike Potempa from SEMA, and we don't have to pay the, uh, Bobby Murphy. That's <laughs> savings right there. Positive. <laughs> So they, I don't know who they've produced. They have a lot of guys who went to, to college and stuff like they that. They have a lot of guys but, but in college. They have a lot of guys in USL, and they have guys in MLS. Yeah, but and also I don't know how old this is, too. This could be relatively new. Maybe they're better at baseball and basketball. They, those are easier sports in America um, to to be able to build from. It's just that's an easier. It's also only five years old, JJ. Yeah, so, so it's only five years old. It's not like they've had a lot of time to develop. Yeah, talent. so it's almost as old as the, the, the San Jose City yeah, Academy. They have Hassan Nadam from, from uh, Red Bulls. Young kid, he's from SEMA. Ferris Pemi, Michael Galliana from Bethlehem Steel. I guess I guess they're from the Union. Yeah, that's their little affiliate or whatever. Yeah, the Union. They're both from there. I know. There's. I'm telling you, there's a bunch of guys, man. SEMA has a lot. SEMA is. They are a beast. Yeah, I agree. They and are a beast. They, they're loaded over there financially. You, financially, infrastructure. I drove there when I first moved out to Claremont. I accidentally drove there. I'm like, what is this creepy place? bunch of kids with the same uniform in some random building in the middle of nowhere on some fancy hill and it, it's just weird it's just like a little self-contained village of making perfect leaders of america and machine athletes you know it's a weird place and but it's it's impressive versus going to like Sylvan. It, it really is and you're a kid you could be sold on that um they have a star um alumnus and stuff like that that's not that's not unattractive for talent that's pretty attractive for talent i think and what um, the also thing you're forgetting is you're not just – it's not like you're s- dropped all your OC, your original OC kids from the academy. All you did, you, you joined those together. So now it's not just this pipeline from over here. But JJ, then you're also yeah. grabbing their recruiting pipeline from over there at SEMA. Well, JJ's right. Some of them aren't going to go. It's true. This is, yeah, not, but this is not a new most thing. Most likely, or... it's not the good ones. Just – Every every kid that comes to your academy is not just, majority of them is not going to make it. Just jot the name down of the kid that goes from the Orlando Crush to Barcelona, and we'll remember it and be upset. The kid Pemi I just talked about he's he's on the uh, Cameroon under twenty national team already. Because I'm pretty big into like American soccer and not academy, but I've never heard of the Florida Crush. Florida Craze. I've, I've heard the name. Florida Crazy. The Craze. Yeah, I've heard yep. that name. I heard it. And it's been around for a while. Is it just as expensive as Orlando City? That'll be crazy. No, no, it's not. I don't no. know. Because no. I know Houston, the academy is really expensive. Houston's affiliate the, with the uh, Toros. Right, it's like twenty eight hundred. I guess it's uh, Houston's affiliate. Yeah, they have kids from over there as well. All right, well, let's talk about the toilet bowl coming up here <laughs> on Sunday. Sh- Chicago versus Who Orlando. Do we play? Oh, I was like, what are you talking about? It's the toilet bowl. It's the battle for last place. We play the Chicago Fire. In Chicago. This is a dumpster fire matchup. Swill Park Rangers have people on there. St. Louis has people on there from Seymour. St. Louis is balling out, too. They yeah. always do. Yeah. Well, they got people from our stuff, too, from OCB. Yeah. And, like, half their team. Well, yeah, the Toilet Bowl, I don't know. I You know, I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, Chicago, um, we win over there. It's tough to win on the road on MLS. I'm going to just be optimistic, say we draw again. And uh, he, there's some decent squad rotation I would like to see. Um, we, you know, I like to see Jose Coman play in Sasha's plot. I would like to see roll out Chris Mueller again. Why not? PDS on the left wing, and uh, let's see what happens. And, and Mo at left back. If I think he comes back tomorrow, maybe he can't. He won't be ready. See Mo at left back and uh, Specter and um, Asquez at center back. Get O'Neal out of there, and let Sutter try to bail us out again and um, take it from there. That's what I say uh, with that. But I mean, really, I don't know. 
I just want to see the future. I want to see growth. I want to see people get minutes, and that's all that matters now. Yeah, I don't think we'll win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> saying, I'm saying draw. You know, yeah, I think uh, one one at best. But yeah. I mean, it's just one one bore fest. We've gone to another. I was trying to tell everybody on Twitter though numbers and you know there's nice companies that do these math projections for you. Yeah, straight the league one out of SEMA. Everybody says, "Hey, we still have a chance at the playoffs," and that was like six losses ago, and our playoff chances were three percent, anyways. So, I've been giving up on those for a while, but um, but I'd like to see some improvement. Yeah, it would be nice to give some sort of glimmer of hope. I don't want to finish like last year. We just you know, got to ring the bells or something, or uh, just give me something that that makes us possibly optimistic. You know, cautiously optimistic, I guess, about about the future. Yeah, remember how we finished yeah. last year? How depressing that was. Yeah, I don't want that again. I'd like to see some heart. I'd like to see people care. I mean, I that's that's the sad part is that sometimes you do see heart this year, and mm-hmm. we're just still not good enough for Sasha Close. No. Uh, we lose Sunday. Loss. Loss. Who are we playing? Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> We're tied for last place in the East. Nice. Just in Chicago. Win. Yeah. We're going to yeah. win. We're going to win. Okay. Clean We're going to win with four defensive mids starring in the attack. Yeah. Surrounded by Dom. We're going to play Yuri Rosal left wing. Igita at right wing. Will Johnson a striker. <laughs> Took up an hour and a half. That's what we get for missing a couple weeks. Huh? Yeah. Hey, well, we got some good topics, you know. And we're back live, so I think we started to roll a little bit. Yeah. You know, just we're feeling all the vibes playing off each other. Karaoke blurring in the back. JJ and Cleon are doing phone wars trying to prove each other wrong right I'm now. He's already been proven wrong. I'm looking at Uh-oh. Central Florida craze. Uh-oh. Oh, Lord. All right. All right. Players. Let's wrap it up. Okay. This is we're going to race. wrap it up. We'll continue this on Twitter. I totally <laughs> forgot that Andres Iniesta was from Central Florida craze. I totally <laughs> forgot. La, the American La Masia. <laughs> All right. The Masia. All right, guys. Oh Are we done? I think yeah, we're done. Right, uh, we're done. Thanks. Thank oh, should we talk about our, our message, how we'll be bringing on some improvements, and yeah, uh, everybody look forward yep. to it. Um, we appreciate you guys for listening this year. Uh, we know it's been an up-and-down season, mostly down. Um, but we've tried, like we've tried to, uh, to, keep the, to keep the hope and to keep the faith and, and to keep it interesting for you guys to listen to every, every week. Um, and we're excited to bring some – improvements to uh, Orlando Lions then podcast next year you got we'll be rolling those out uh, as the offseason goes through um, you know it looks like we'll be wrapping up our show at the end of the season whenever it concludes and taking a little bit off and then coming back full brunt force winter transfer uh, and just like you uh, like you guys saw today some of uh, we went on Instagram and Periscope uh, I was shooting you know so and hopefully doing some more promotion style things Correct. and just getting just getting out there so keep a look out on the twitter feed and more content uh, on the website and twitter instagram yep yeah i've got some ideas out there i think we've all got some so keep a lookout and we appreciate you guys for listening yeah. uh, it's you know yep. we we wouldn't do it if uh if we were the only ones listening to our own podcast. Yeah, we, so. we hear ourselves all the time. We might still actually get it. Yeah, I that's get true. It. <laughs> that's true. So the, what Before what? we get off the air, I want everybody oh, I want everybody to hear JJ admit how wrong he was on SEMA. Oh no. I get it. Because I'm not even done. I'm not even done yet. <laughs> you should see his face right now. I'm not even, just follow their Instagram and look at and you'll see their long, long Long but, list but I, like, of alumni. JJ is right. Some of them are are, are upset about it. Well, we're going to see. They might be throwing a fit, and they're like, I don't want to do it. And then they don't want to be left out because it's a good thing. There might be some of that, but JJ's right uh, about yeah. that part. 
the craze crush. They got uh, Bianca Brinson. She went to the uh, Boston she, Breakers. <laughs> Carla the, Williams the, went to the Houston the, Dash. The Boston Breakers. Folded. Oh, they went to the. Uh, <laughs> Maybe they can help the Pride make the playoffs <laughs> yeah, next year for sure. Also, guys, I wanted to thank everyone for engaging with us online a lot uh, in the stadium. Met some met some new friends. You know, you know what I'm talking about out there. I got Raymond Moran, my favorite Orlando City couple. We've made some uh, um, some friends on the on the wall, just all over the stadium. People have have come up to and talked to us and been nice. Um, I got to give a big uh, shout out Robert the other day came by and talked somebody. to me. That was cool. So um, Patty Floyd, Patty right? Floyd. I hope uh, everything's yeah. going well with your yeah, husband. Yeah, said by that the, the way. surgery was successful. A lot of people have just been super great and responsive, and and we just uh, we're just tickled, you know, that people listen. Uh, yes. You should see Eddie when he gets tickled it. too. Yeah, so I'm like Winnie the Pooh, <laughs> <laughs> or like the Dough Guy, Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah, exactly. So I, I just think it's great, and thanks so much, guys. And for hey, anyone uh, who's still listening to this this far, you are amazing. bless your heart. Bless your heart. I want to give a shout out to Steve uh, Steve Ray at Steve Ray Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve's awesome. He sits by me at the Orlando City game. Came by. What was it? The last? Uh, I think it was Atlanta game. That uh, hey, I listen to you guys. Well, thanks, thanks for the listen, and uh, thanks everybody. Yeah. So we're gonna make this better next year for you guys. We're gonna probably do some videos. We're gonna do some stuff. Probably gonna have some uh, promotional things going on. We've been giving away tickets and everything. So SEMA, I guess, develops a lot of players. <laughs> from what Cleon, it, we need a Facebook Live this. Cleon's got like FIFA cards now. <laughs> Keon, uh, they just, they just keep rolling out. Cleon just bought a foot pack with SEMA players. He bought a SEMA foot pack. <laughs> Omar a, Dekite. It's been 30 minutes, and Cleon already has an ultimate team designed just for SEMA products. The SEMA Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, they're, they're a beast. You know that, that Dekite part of, guy? They're a beast. That, hey, that Dekite guy is actually pretty good. Yeah. Oh, Plays in Portugal. Hey, guys, don't forget Friday. to tune in. Uh, Cleon's going to do a solo SEMA podcast next year. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Debbie Flores was from here. All right. All right. <laughs> on that note, we're, I didn't. all right, everybody. You guys have a good uh, good week. Until next week, see ya. Enjoy. And thanks for listening to Orlando Lions Den Podcast. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening to the Orlando Lions Den Podcast. Until next time, be sure to check us out on Twitter and Facebook and at OrlandoLionsDen.com.